The Batteries Included podcast is brought to you with United Chargers. United Chargers presents the Grizzly range of EV chargers. There's the original Grizzly Classic, a powerful, heavy-duty, portable EV charging station built to withstand the toughest conditions. The Grizzly Duo, a dual-port unit designed to charge two vehicles at the same time. The Grizzly Mini, a small, portable charging station built with an indoor-outdoor rated cast aluminium enclosure. And the Grizzly Smart, a revolutionary smart EV charger. All Grizzly chargers come with a convenient 24-foot cable and the ability to adjust the current from 16 amps all the way up to 40 amps. That's 9.6 kilowatts, plus they're IP67 rated. Built in Canada with the highest quality materials, order yours now at unitedchargers.com. That's unitedchargers.com. Hello, and welcome to the Battery Bargains, where we answer your EV buying questions. Today, we'll find an EV for a dad of two who's struggling with space, a couple looking to upgrade from their Tesla Model Y, and a couple with a large dog wanting to replace their Toyota RAV4 hybrid and go all electric. This is episode number eight. I'm Dominic Yoni, host of the YouTube channel Drive Electric with Dominic, and I am joined today by Martin Lee from the EV News Daily podcast, along with Tom Malogny, senior editor at Inside, v, Inside EVs and host of the YouTube channel State of Charge. Now, if you're looking for your own battery bargain, email us with a short paragraph with Find My EV in the subject line and tell us about your use case and budget, and we'll see about featuring your case on an upcoming episode. All right, so let's kick this off with our first case for today. Uh, and to be transparent, we've paraphrased these emails a bit for length and clarity. So are you guys ready to spend somebody else's money? Let's do it. All right. So our first email comes to us from Martin, who, who sp spells his name the same way as you, Martin. Ah. He writes, Dear Battery Bargains Crew, I am a dad of two young children and just sold by Hyundai Kona because the boot wasn't big enough for all the baby equipment. I don't do road trips and ultra fast charging is not important to me, but we do need a new electric vehicle which can swallow all of our family stuff. We would like something less than three years old. Our budget is $30,000 or 30,000. Yours truly, Martin. Martin. <laughs> This is a, this person's from the UK as well. It seems like they're calling wow. the trunk a, a, a boot. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't believe this person is ex in exactly the same situation as me as of Saturday morning. <laughs> we need to track that IP address. I, I need feeling, to find out who, who this guy is. All right. Um, so I guess in transparency, I guess we should say this is actually for you, Martin, right? Yeah, so the Kona went on Saturday morning, so congratulations to the new owner. You've got yourselves an absolute bargain, picking that up for $27.50 in the end, um, as in $20,750. Um, and uh, uh, that is just an amazing price for that Kona Ultimate. And unfortunately, it's, I, I would love to have kept it, but we adopted a baby girl this year, uh, and the smaller the kids are, the more stuff they have. It's just the boot of the Kona is just not big enough, and so I need your help to find something that I can get into. Budget is 30, and uh, I'd like something that was, you know, less than three years old, so it still feels like pretty current. And uh, but I don't know what to get. It's like I've got analysis paralysis, and I need your help and the viewers' help. There are just a ton of brands in the UK that sell. I mean, in the US here, we have, you know, we know what we have. We have a fair amount. But in the UK, we there's, I just did a really quick search and for like SUVs or crossovers in that price range. 
Mercedes EQC, Nissan Aria, VW ID4, Kia Niro, uh, Audi e-tron, Lexus UX300e, um, Mustang Mach-E, Volvo XC40. There's just a ton of choices in there. But you're in a particular situation, though, because you write and talk about electric cars. Uh, so, you know, it has to be electric, of course. But uh, it seems like it's, I think it's, we've talked about this on the show before, it's, it's kind of important that we in the electric world experience the Tesla brand of Tesla vehicles just because it's like, you know, uh, the monster in there, other than BYD, a Chinese company, which I'm not sure if you can buy BYD in, in the UK yet. Yep. You can? Uh, you can certainly order one. I'm not, I think it arrives in the spring. Uh, okay, so you're not so BYD is still out of not 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 a not an option for you, right? Yeah, I don't want to wait until um, yeah, that would be the seal, wouldn't it? The Model Three competitor. I don't want to don't really want to wait four to six months. So no, right. So so do you have any, any much Tesla experience? Well, yeah, I got loads of experience driving Teslas, but I've never owned one. I've never had a Tesla in the driveway for six or twelve months and actually properly lived with it. And and you know, and my wife as well is a key part of this because she runs our kids around all over the place. Um, and so, uh, you know, it has to be something that she would drive. And 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 so I'd say an Audi e-tron is the limit of of her. So we were, um, you know, looking at that as the maximum size that we could go to in terms of physical size of of vehicles. So. It's got to be all electric. Uh, don't, I don't want to plug in hybrid, even though um, you know it does make sense in our situation. We would suit a plug in hybrid. We don't do long road trips. I work from home and from this office five, seven days a week, and um, and I, we would keep it fully charged. We've got solar panels and a battery. We would keep a, a, a FEV charged all the time. So I, if there was a use case for a plug in hybrid, uh, it would be me. Um, but we need to buy full electric. And so uh, yeah, I love all of those ones you said. I love the Polestar too. I'm on. Apple for everything, and you know, Apple Watch and iPads and phones. I mean, but it still works with the Android Android system. Um, I really like the Polestar because it's stylish. Uh, and you, and it, Tom, you know, I'm a stylish guy. I mean, look, <laughs> cheap hoodie. <laughs> you guys both but, but you can't help but, but notice that it's it's you know it's to me when when I first drove the the Polestar two, and I, I had owned the Tesla Model Three at the time. I looked at it as kind of like like a dressed up version of a model three, you know, it kind of, it, it, it had a lot of the same, I felt, uh, dynamics, uh, as, as a model three, but it just was so much nicer. It was definitely upscale. Um, and, and I could appreciate why you would like that, but uh, honestly, you know, for my recommendation, you know, there's a lot of cars I think that'll fit your use case that are out there. I mean, when I had, when I was in, uh, Italy two years ago, I had uh, Skoda Enyaq. And uh, that would work for you, quite honestly. I, I, I believe there's plenty of room back there. Uh, and and I, I thought that was a really nice car. But I'm going to say that you need to experience Tesla ownership. Being in this industry for as long as, as you've been, and quite honestly, you, you haven't been a big Tesla fan or supporter. Or maybe you're not an Elon Musk fan or supporter. Maybe that's more of the, 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 the case. But I almost think you owe it to your job to experience Tesla ownership for even a short period of time, because it is the 800 pound gorilla in the room, Tesla. And I know Dominic talked about BYD is perhaps even a bigger uh, company, but in, in, you know, what in the glasses that we look through the, the U S European uh, market, you know, Tesla is like EV. And uh, I think, I really think you should go for a three or a Y 
and just experience Tesla ownership uh, for a while. And uh, maybe it'll change your opinion. Maybe it'll solidify your opinions. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend that you get a Tesla. What's your thoughts on? Um, I we, we I can get a long range model s that's on a 2020 plate so three four years old next year so it's older than i wanted um, but there are some of those just creeping down to 32 now if i waited till after christmas and no one's buying a car on the first of january let's face it i reckon there's a deal to be done with a four-year-old long-range model s that'd be raven spec and that'd be real pushing my budget but what's your thoughts on buying a more modern 22 plate model 3 versus an older model s tom Personally, I'd go for the newer three. Um, I just mm -hmm. prefer the driving dynamics of the three. I've driven the Model S many, uh, many times, and I, you know, I've owned two Model Threes, and maybe that's just my own personal preference, Martin. That I prefer, like the Model S, is a big car, and uh, you know, uh, it has a lot of space, which might be advantageous for you. But the three is big enough, the back seat for 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 two for two kids. Um, uh, personally, I would just go for the three because I prefer the driving dynamics of that size vehicle as opposed to a really large, full-size, heavy, super wide vehicle. Don't forget the S is a really wide vehicle. Um, and, you know, that might be an issue with where you drive. I don't know. Uh, I know in the U.S. here, the streets are, are made to fit pickup trucks. But, uh, you know, I don't know where exactly you go. That's a big car. I think the three is, would, would, would be better for you, and it's better to get a newer vehicle, in my opinion. So I pull this up. I'm just uh, looking. I, I think a Model Y would suit your situation better with, with two kids. It would just be the better size vehicle for you. But I can't find anything in your budget. That's um, I found a couple here. There one that's in your budget actually, but it's got a uh, an Cat S title, which in the UK is like a. It's been an accident and written off, I believe. Not the end um, of the world with Teslas because insurance companies are terrified of fixing Teslas. And so often it can be minor damage and they go like, it, it, it's just write it off. And so um, it, it's not, but I wouldn't want to buy one. So you're absolutely right. I wouldn't want to buy one on resale. I don't want to have this car for three or five years. I want to turn over these cars reasonably quickly, um, right. which is not financially the most sensible thing because you lose money on cars when you sell them. But, um, and that would, that would inhibit selling it. It could take longer. Uh, you reduce the price, obviously. So, um, yeah, get a legit one, a straight one, and um, uh, and that's interesting that Tom says. You know, you go for a more modern, yeah. And a, and a Y is not in our budget, I'm afraid, Dom, because it came out much later here in right-hand drive, and so they're still very new. So, okay. So one thought, one thought is, do I go standard range or long range? Given that I don't do any road trips, but when I do, we got kids on board, and we're going to be stopping anyway. So. I don't know whether I need to carry around more battery than I really need, but on my podcast, I'm always telling people, if you can get the range, get the range. And for 30, I could get a long range. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I would definitely go long range if you can if you can get it, if it's in your budget, for sure. I mean, then you get the extra performance as well as the, I mean, that you, you don't need the extra performance. So like the rural drive, which I drive, is uh, it's really plenty quick enough, really is. But uh you know, I also love going quickly or taking off quickly. So I'll drive. It's kind of, you know, kind of would like to have it really. But so, so this What's on the spring, price right? Difference? Like if you were to oh, get the, like yeah. how, how big of a difference? Four hmm. grand. Ooh, yeah. I think I would stick with rural drive for four grand. Mm -hmm. That's a good, that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. Uh, 
It is, and it, it's not the most amount of money, but as a proportion of the budget on the car, yeah. um, you say it's more than a 10% difference. And this one on screen right now, it's again, it's 32, but I don't mind waiting till kind of Christmas and New Year, and um, there's always deals to be done. So this kind of market, it's, you know, uh, that's a 22. So what's interesting is they upgraded the battery, and Tesla fans will know this a lot more than me, but I think in um, sort of February, March 22, the UK got the uh, the bigger LG... 79 kilowatt hour pack which was then all the in the long range that pack was in all the way through to just now when they refreshed it again for a new battery pack that charges slightly quicker um but again a very fast charging battery pack and um m- my last concern before we move on is the hatch now I- i've never recently owned a vehicle that hasn't had a hatch and i'm so used to having a hatch and we got push chairs and stuff. Now I know mm. the model, the Model Three boot, because um, you, Dom, you own one. Tom, you've had right. them. It's large and it's wide and it's deep. But what about getting stuff through that, that that entry hole? It's it's got a pretty decent entry, I think. I don't know. What do you think, Tom? I never had an issue. Um, and I, you know, put some pretty large things in there. It pretty much opens up well enough to swallow some pretty big things. Right. I I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be a problem. So I, I play in a band with this with this lady who plays like a, a half size upright bass, and it will fit in my in the back of the Model Three through the through the portal. So like a big, you know, I don't know if you see how thick a bass is with the bridge and everything over there. You know, that'll go. It'll it'll swallow that right up. Yeah. You know, pretty nice and, actually. One of our followers, Pete Bremy, that that is usually on at least the Friday show. He's the bassist for the rock band Vanilla Fudge. He puts his huge bass and all his equipment. He gets it all in there. So um, when he okay. when he goes on the road locally when they're not flying, so it 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 has it has some good. I mean, with the seats down, it's got a, a tremendous amount of space. Your biggest issue is can you get it in through the back? I think is what your biggest concern is because yeah. there's a lot of space in there once you get it through that opening. And unless it's something very tall and wide you i i think you'll get it in there i, I don't think that's a big problem yeah so the push chairs do fold down and we've got one where the, the wheels got a three-wheeler yeah. where the wheels come off and just sort of pop off as well uh like one of those kind of ones with the pump up pneumatic tires kind of off-roady style yeah. so it does pack down pretty small okay so you've solved my worries about you know do you go older s or newer three go newer three long range or standard i mean i'm tempted to try and push the budget and get the range um, and then the other, the other outliers, like we do love the Audi e-tron. It's great. I don't mind stopping and charging. Um, the, the CCS, CCS two network is pretty good over here. We had a Jaguar I-Pace for a period of time on loan and that was an HSC. A lot of those spec, available. But I don't know. I don't remember it as being that big in the back. So mm-hmm. you need to go maybe drive one again. I remember being a little bit small. Um, but uh, I think you're right. I think you're right, Tom. I think particularly anyone that saw the Cybertruck show that we did last Friday, when I didn't hold back, um, I'm not <laughs> the biggest. I, I will happily criticize Elon Musk um, more than most, I think. And I think you're right, Tom. I think that if uh, put my money where my mouth is, own the product with my own money, um, I think you're right. I think I might have to do it. I, th- I think that's the way to go, Martin. Honestly, excuse me. Honestly, I talked to a lot of journalists in this, in our field, and uh, you know, a lot of them that have been writing about combustion vehicles for, for a long time. And I, I, I tell them, you know, even if, if you're not going to buy one, I really urge you to at least rent one for long, for a period of time at Tesla. Uh, just, you really should experience it, you know, and then you've got that experience on your belt. You could talk from experience when you're comparing vehicles and so forth, because it's such a different 
you know, Tesla came in and just rewrote the rules. And, uh, you know, uh, other companies are starting to catch up now, but I think we kind of owe it to our craft to have worked with a Tesla or owned a Tesla or driven a Tesla for an extended period of time if we're going to report in this industry. And uh, I think that's the way to go. And I think you'll like it as a car, too. It's not just a, a move that you, you need to do for what you do for work, but I, I think it's going to suit your needs. And, uh, you know, the harsh ride might be something that, that your wife doesn't love. Mm. Uh, but I think, you know, that's the only thing that I can think about that might be an issue. It's one of the things that my, my, that Meredith didn't like about my threes was, you know, it's, it's kind of stiff suspension. But I'm gonna, other than that, I think you'll like it. All right. That's decision made then, because my wife's fully on board with all the all these discussions, that, uh, the choices that we've raised. Um, she really likes the e-tron. Um, and an e-tron 50 with a very high spec is in our budget. But I've said to her that it's going to be really hard to resell because the 50 is a ridiculous. The 50 is a second or third car. Because uh, the battery is so small and the, it's so oh. inefficient, so right. um, it, the 50 is a weird beast. Like the 55 is the minimum for the Audi e-tron that you'd want, um, and then you got to looking for a base spec in my budget. So I think, all right, I'm going to sit with the decision of standard range or long range, save the money or spend the money, um, and we probably won't make that purchase until the new year. So if, if viewers and listeners don't hear an update, uh, I'm, we're in no hurry. We've still got other cars in the driveway, so. Um, I, I would like to, so because of the whole journalist thing, I would like to see you in a Chinese car, actually, but there's not really the ones that I think the really top brands aren't quite there yet in, in the UK. So like a Zeker or a Xpeng a G6 would be great, uh, or a Neo ET5, you know, all there's a whole bunch of like top, like I think I feel like class leading vehicles f coming from China. And so I, I would, you know, think that would be a great uh, owner experience as well just the, you can the, get the yeah you can get the new because it's got extended range 77 or 78 kilowatt hour mg4 and that's the sort of uh, id3 compared to a golf sized vehicle um very big boot actually that would swallow all of our stuff uh right. and smaller um, and so uh, ian says i thought you had an mg yeah we have yeah. the mg zs ev yes. um and the, the problem ian is that we have we had two EVs in the in the ZS and the Kona that were too similar, right? And so we need a car that is bigger for family stuff when we go away together and visit in-laws and we pack all the stuff. And then we need something like a Mini or a Fiat 500e or something small when we do our chores and take the kids to school when it's raining and stuff like that. It's ridiculous having two big small you know medium crossovers in the driveway they're effectively the same vehicle so we want to go big and small i mean what i'd like is an id buzz like a big van and then a cool little fear 500 but hey um oh, cool. let's let's work a bit harder on the budget on that one um so that's decision made i think and um yeah cyber you, M M mg cyber sir oh, yeah, good shout. it's in europe but it's not in the uk oh yeah, that's my yeah. mg point mg4 extended rate to call it 77 kilowatt hour battery that's they're now used on a few thousand miles very low mileage thirty thousand. that's got vehicle to load so uh, we could always use that as an energy store um it's only like three kilowatts it pulls but that's really cool and that's a chinese car that's an saic tom uh, a dom to your point but um, right. uh i think but i don't know, but I, I don't see mg as like the as a leading tech brand i would rather see you in, in like a byd or xpeng or neo or something that's more i, I feel like technologically advanced okay all right I, well that anyway we can move on with that appreciate yeah. all of your input it's really useful awesome okay so our next case comes to us from toby who sent us an email and says 
I'm coming up on two years in my Tesla Model Y, and though I love it for the most part, I'd like something a little more upscale slash luxury. My wife hates Model Y's stiff ride and one pedal driving. I have questions about two options. I love the Audi e-tron, but I'm worried about the, the range in winter won't be enough to get me a round trip from Denver metro area to Vail during ski season. That's 96 miles, uh, 97 miles on the I-70 West. What do you think? Um, so in number two, BMW iX. I came across many used BMW iXs that are priced in the low 60Ks. Some are Lemon Law, branded titles, and or manufactured buybacks, but there are others aren't. Is 60000 an undiscovered bargain for this car, or am I missing something that I'd regret in 6-12 months after buying? Uh, most of my driving is local, and I have AC charging in my garage. I'd appreciate your input. Love the show. Keep up the great content. Toby. All right. So he's kind of down to, I mean, he wants to upgrade to a luxury SUV, and but he's really looking at Audi and iX. I don't know. Is there anything that besides those two vehicles, Tom, that maybe comes to mind that you as like a third alternative? Well, there are, but I'm I, quite honestly, after reading this, um, I, I'm I'm going to stick with one of his suggestions. I would say go for the BMW iX, even with the Lemon Law buyback, because a lot of the uh, and we typically don't do that, but uh, a lot of the early BMW iXs had some sort of an electric problem, and they were getting these high-voltage battery faults, and BMW couldn't fix it. Uh, I've seen on the forums people taking the vehicle back like eight or nine times, and they just couldn't fix it. So they ended up buying back a whole bunch of them. And uh, from what I understand now, it's fixed. They figured out what it was, and they're fixing them and reselling them. So even though it has this Lemon Law tag on it, uh, it should be a perfectly fine vehicle. Now, provided wherever you're buying it from, I'm assuming you're getting like a new warranty, like because it's big. These are new new vehicles. I, I saw them online for like with like two thousand miles, four thousand miles for like sixty four, sixty five thousand dollars somewhere around there. You hmm. you mentioned that you found one for sixty thousand, which is a little bit on the lower side of what what I what I've been seeing. But even at like yeah, that that the, there's sixty thousand. We have one up for those watching on YouTube. That is an awesome deal. Um, I, I'm, I'm just assuming it's still going to have that factory warranty in case by chance the thing hasn't been fixed. Um, you know, you, you have that recourse to go back. But I typically tell people to stay away from Lemon Law buybacks. But in this case, there was a specific issue and they took they bought back a lot of them. And that's been resolved now. So I'm assuming this has the fix. Uh, if it hasn't, you can go to a BMW dealership and have them correct whatever the issue was and you got yourself a you know ninety thousand dollar car for for sixty thousand dollars so um look yeah five thousand five hundred sixty two miles you know i'm tempted to go out and get one <laughs> because i love the ix it is a fantastic vehicle i absolutely as much as i love the e-tron and i do love the e-tron i would take an ix almost any day of the week over an e-tron it's a it drives just so wonderfully it's so quiet it it drives like a like a car not like an suv it, it's 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 manners on the highway are impeccable it just it, it's rock solid um absolutely tremendously comfortable vehicle uh you know i i i'm a big ix fan so that's what i'm going to tell you to do either grab this one or look for another one that that is in this price range Find out if you have the, your uh, the factory warranty still applies. 
and, and go for the IX. Yeah, I think it's a, um, you know, I can't just, I'm looking at this, I'm thinking IX is great. I mean, I found a really nice one here for, uh, I think, 66, actually. I mean, there were some some of the buyback ones, but even with just a little bit more, if you spend just a bit more money, I'm not sure if this is the right page or not, I've got opened up. No, it's not. Oh, but it's this one here. Right. I like the red ones <laughs> in the BMW IX. Yeah. Um, yeah, sixty-six thousand seven hundred seventy-seven dollars, and no, uh, you know, odd uh, title or anything to deal with. So, you know, full resale value, no problems whatsoever. Uh, actually, and Car Gurus, I use Car Gurus to look those up because on on Cars.com they were listed as like uh, like accident titles or something. But if you go to Car Gurus, they mentioned that they're they're like uh, lemon titles or something. But mm. anyway, uh, but still. So the, the big deal, I guess, for this particular situation is going to veil in back because I would the e-tron is like less than half the price of that. Like a used e-tron with low, you know, lowish miles, it's like half of that. I can't, I can't throw away thirty thousand dollars on something that's just so close. When so the e-tron's range is really the 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 problem here, right? It's like two hundred nineteen miles or something like that. And their their big winter trip, which is in the winter, so the range is going to be lower, and the you know the pavement's more likely to be wet, melting snow and all, uh, which also reduces you know range. So they're going to have to charge in Vail. And I took a look around, and there's a few places to charge. It's not a lot, but if you say there's a few hotels you could stay at with overnight charging, and that would solve all your problems, uh, because you could you know you leave with a full charge in the morning, or you could stop at uh, you know a charge point over there, or there's an I believe there's an EA station in Vail as well, but there's some DC fast charging there that you can, you know, spend 20 minutes at a DC charger, save $30,000. That's the move I would make. I would go IX though, Dom, because the, this person has said that they could stretch to 60 um, and that's their budget. And I, while I'm all, I'm all for saving people money, if that's genuinely their budget, then I'd go with that. So this is an $85,000 vehicle that's going to be nearly new. And, you know, if someone's got funky with the options list, that's a $90,000 vehicle. You're getting it for two-thirds of the new price if that is your budget. Now, I'm all for saving people money. And if this person in the email had said, it's really important to me to save that, you know, we could get two cars for one IX. But they didn't. So I think, you know, I would go with Tom and say, get the IX because it's a fabulous, fabulous vehicle. Yeah. And another thing to consider is that we, um, Dom talked a little bit about the range on the uh, Audi. The IX is a range monster. Uh, in my 70 mile an hour highway range test, it went 345 miles at a constant Ooh. 70 miles an hour. It beat its EPA, it crushed its EPA range rating at a constant 70 miles an hour. So, you know, there's going to be a huge difference in law in range. Uh, from, from the 2019 e-tron and the 2022 IX. Huge difference in range, particularly in the winter, you know, where you're, you're it sounds like you're going to be doing driving, you're in Colorado, it gets cold there. Um, that's going to be a big, um, that's going to be a a, a, a a big difference in these cars is is whether you have to stop it and whether you don't have to stop on a long road trip. The Mark IX says, is a range monster. Mark says, "Why does uh, why does the, uh, this listener's uh, wife not get on with the Model Y? I believe it was the ride quality, um, right. and so you're going to go to, 
you know, get Etron with their suspension or go to an IX. <laughs> it's a different, you are in a different yeah. league of ride. You okay. won't feel a thing. Yeah. And, and and sound quality too. The, oh, in, the, in, yeah. the, the IX and the Etron are two of the quietest EVs out there. The, the, the Tesla the Y and the three, neither one are, are very quiet in the answer. You get a lot of road noise up in them. The, 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 comfort inside the cabin of a, of a of an e-tron and an ix compared to a y it's you can't even compare it right. it's leagues different um uh just the, the quietness and the softness of of, of the ride and, and and i'm not you know crapping on the y the y is a great there's a reason why it's like the number best selling ev out there it, right. it's a great vehicle but it doesn't do everything uh, perfectly and uh, the ride comfort and sound um uh is one of the the negatives i think in in a model y compared to other evs particularly the premium evs and we are talking premium evs now with e-tron right. and ix the model y is not a premium ev so it, it almost shouldn't compare with those with regards to comfort noise and and um you know drivability well you guys have convinced me maybe ix is the way i would go to then if you, if you get the budget and you want you know everyone in, in the family to be happy never have to worry about the range and the i i actually i really like the ix the way the ix looks compared to the audi the audi is just kind of to me it's a little bit of anonymous anonymous <laughs> you know no one knows who it is but uh you know the ix makes a statement you might not like the big beaver teeth grill thing going on <laughs> in the front but uh you know it's a, it's a statement and uh, and besides, if you don't like the rest that bit of it, the rest of it is like really nice, yeah, black with some gold accents, mm -hmm. or the red. I like the red. Anyway, we can move on to the next one, I guess. Yes. So our last me email comes to us from Ron. He writes, "Hello to <laughs> hello to you all. Big fan of your channels. We bought our first EV early this year, a 2019 BMW i3 S." and we absolutely love it. However, when we take occasional road trips with our large dog, we, we need to take our 2019 RAV4 hybrid as it has the range, luggage capacity, and comfort we like for longer trips. We also would like to move to a total EV household, so we'd swap out the RAV4. I'm leaning towards a used car as the EV segment seems ripe for changes in the next few years. I think we can spend 40,000-ish. What option? So would you suggest we consider? Thanks, Ron. So, Tom, uh, forty thousand or less, uh, some room for a dog in the back. I guess a SUV or a large crossover. I have two suggestions. First up, Volvo XC40. Oh, think that would fit your needs perfectly. Um, and then, secondly, we're going to go with. An Audi Q4 e-tron 50 Premium Plus. Ooh. I took a look, and there are uh, 2022s out there that are uh, for sale, at least in my area, for between 40 and 42,000. Uh, both of those would accommodate your dog, and I think they're great. Both of them are great EVs in their own right. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting suggestion. Rather than the, the usual, like ID four, you think up, up spec a little bit and get the yeah, Audi. Yeah, well, if the budget is forty thousand, you mm -hmm. can get a twenty twenty two Q four Q four Etron fifty Premium Plus for right around forty thousand, and that's a that that's a lot lot nicer vehicle that inside us, so interior wise than, than ID four. Mm, very nice, very nice. 
Martin, what do you have for thoughts? Remind me the length of the journey that they're making. Um, it's just occasional road trips. They don't really specify a particular range, but for longer road trips, longer than what the BMW i3s. So I guess you know over say over 130 miles easily. So, but probably just I guess budget for hundreds of miles, like 500 miles trips. Hmm. I know that they said that they would ideally like to be a two EV garage. Um, so don't shoot me on this one. But coming back to what I said earlier, that I'm the ideal candidate of for a plug-in hybrid, even though I have to get a full electric car, then my mind is just wondering, if you love the BMW i3s so much, what about a BMW X3, xDrive 30, a plug-in hybrid that will get you around town on electric? And then when you do occasional road trips over the next few years, you do re revert to the, the combustion engine, which could be fine for you if you're doing a couple of road trips and you're on the hassle of charging until Nax is around in 24-25. Maybe that would be okay. Now, I know you said you want to get out of a plug-in hybrid and get into a full electric, so I'll probably not listen to what you've said there. But if you are enamored with the BMW, then you could have two bmw badges on your driveway and, and the x3 x drive 30 is really really nice mm, x, x drive 30 that's an interesting suggestion and mm. way less than your budget of 40 and you get a really nice one for 40 um and the combustion engine for you would probably never come on very much and then you'd have a nice big vehicle and small vehicle although actually the i3s i3s is, is not tiny in your driveway pretty complimentary hmm I would suggest, I mean, my mind immediately goes to Ionic 5, person, Hyundai Ionic 5, because it's, you know, great car, fast, super fast charging, decent range. I don't know what part of the country they're in. So, you know, um, I would generally recommend a, a rear-wheel drive. Actually, I found I a couple, actually. I looked up, um, I forgot I could share these with you. And Hyundai, I'll drive, rear-wheel drive, so 300 and something miles, just over 300 miles, $33,000. That's, you know, a decent chunk below your budget. And, you know, they just look, they just look awesome. Um, or I did find an all-wheel drive in Texas. That's, uh, this is an exceptional car, actually. This is kind of odd. Um, I don't I'm not sure if there's something going on with this particular situation. Uh, Let's see if is it this one. I believe it's this one. Share. All right. And we're looking at it there. Right. 27,867 all-wheel drive. Uh, I'm not sure how many miles are on it. 20,000 miles. I mean, that's, that is a pretty much of a steal right there. And I don't know what else can really touch that. Uh, ID four maybe. Uh, I, th I think I'd take the ID the Ionic five over the ID ID four really. Uh, yeah, it's a big vehicle. I mean, you certainly have again a larger vehicle and a smaller vehicle in your driveway with an Ionic five, and they've been around long enough now to start to see some depreciation for some of them. Right, and definitely you can fit the dog in, in in the back of the. And there's also, I guess, they could also go Model Y if it wasn't going to do the Ionic Five. I would maybe look at the I, the Model Y just because it's for road trips, and nothing road trips better than than Tesla's right now because supercharger network. 
until you know not too long, not too deep into next year, but for a little while there's a, that advantage. And there's of course the aftermarket for accessories for for your dog things. You, you'll find all kinds of anything you need, you know, aftermarket will be there from Model Y for sure. I'm not sure if anyone has Craig Maxuda says uh, he loves the Zionic Five. Do you know if they make any uh, dog accessories for that? I mean, they must, right? I'd be third party things around, maybe. Yeah, there's always those universal kind of you know dog seat rear seat you know space holders and dog holders but. and you guys only get the big battery one right in in the us for the onic 5 and the ev6 i think ev you're muted mike tom but ev6 yeah. i think has a smaller battery but yeah it's the wind and the uh okay yeah what they call it yeah you can get the light smaller battery yeah just for uh, okay. the real drive version yeah get the big battery if you can yeah definitely yeah, this is for road trips, so definitely, yeah, big battery, mm -hmm. and it'll charge really quickly. You just you're then in that third party charging network thing for the next couple of years, well, until you can get an adapter the next year from uh, Hyundai and Kia. So, right, then you All can right. use the Tesla superchargers, and then you're off and away. Well, I think that's uh, pretty much the end of our show. Then, right? Kind of, yeah. All right. All three. So. Uh, Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions or comments, please leave, leave them below or get in touch with us on the social media platform of your choice. Uh, don't forget, if you like the show, give us a thumbs up, uh, click subscribe, tap that bell icon for notifications. Thank you again all very much for joining us. It's uh, early on a Monday, but uh, thank you for being here with us and we'll see you all again next time. Ciao.